I used to live my life a quarter mile at a time. But things changed. My father now. I will always be in your heart. Little Brian, I have a gift for you. Your daddy gave me this. Now I'm gonna give it to you. It's very special. It's for protection from what's coming. Hello, everyone, and welcome back after another mini hiatus to episode 52 of Popcorn Hangover. I'm John. And I'm Anna. And this hiatus is well-earned because today we are going to be, I guess, talking about our first franchise ever. Like The, fa- the whole Fast... So- I mean, it's hard because Fast 9 was called the Fast Saga, right? Yeah. But this is the entire... We're talking about the entire franchise, and we have done a lot of... There has been a lot of uh, preparation for this episode. I made John watch almost every single Fast movie. The only two I haven't seen, and I've watched enough summaries of them to get a good um kind of impression of what they are is uh tokyo drift i haven't seen it but i've watched youtube summaries so i'm good and fast four which we talked about our last episode we talked about fast five is a little bit of a bonus so i skipped fast four i don't think i'm ever gonna watch fast four a wikipedia summary was all i needed of that movie (laughs) the the last of the like original fast and furious i guess you could say before they completely reinvented the franchise yes so um, yeah, we have spent the last few weeks, whenever we're bored, we throw on a Fast and Furious movie now. Um, we previously were, like, very Marvel, and we still do that from time to time, but I was like, I want to cross this off my list. We booked tickets to see Fast 9, like, three weeks before it came out, and Anna turned to me and said, okay, so we have to watch all of them, or more specifically, I have to watch all of them. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy to report that we've done that. Uh, I had a really good time with it, and we're going to talk about it, and hopefully, you know, people are interested in this. We just got to get into everything that has to do with this world that we're living in when you come, when you get into the Fast series. I, I honestly don't think it's hyperbole to say um, that this is the most interesting movie franchise out there. Not in terms of, like, the movies themselves, but, like, what this is and how... I can't think of a single movie franchise that took as hard of a pivot as this one did because it's honestly two completely different franchises and they both are successful. Yep. It's it's wild. Um, but before we get to that, we just have a couple things that we do want to talk about. Um, we've been watching Loki. We're not going to do any spoiler talks, but Anna, what are your thoughts on Loki so far? Good, bad, ugly? Best Marvel show so far. I cannot get enough of it. And every time it ends, I like scream out loud because I am like, I need to keep watching it. And like, literally, John and I walk, wake up in the morning before work so that we can watch this show. Yeah, it's. Because I cannot wait to watch it. It is kind of shocking how much better it is than the other Marvel shows so far. And we liked WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but you can really tell that this is where Marvel invested more of their time, I think. I think just it's gonna be. And I think. Obviously, all of these shows are having a huge impact on the universe, but this one specifically is just setting up everything they need and 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 helping people understand what is the multiverse and what does that mean yeah. for the next for the next phase. Yes. So when you're listening to this, we have not seen episode four yet. We've seen episode three. So for anyone who just wants context on where we're at, that's we're recording it. I'm hoping it gets better. Tom Hiddleston has said in interviews that episodes four and five are his favorite, so I'm very excited. We will be watching it before work tomorrow, 
Uh, so we will be watching in like 12, or not even 12 hours, like 10 hours. So we'll have thoughts on Loki um, to each other, not on the podcast. Okay. Um, the other thing, the other piece of news that is Marvel related is the newer, and I think like the full trailer came out for Shang-Chi because there was a teaser before. We watched it right before recording. Um, I don't have any super deep thoughts. I think it looks really cool. It's like a lot of what Marvel's doing coming up. It looks different, which I think is good. And I'm just very excited to see like a martial arts movie, a big budget martial arts movie that probably won't suck. Yeah, I think it's gonna, it looks really, it looks really awesome and a very interesting story because I did not know that he was like fighting his dad. So it'll it'll be cool. It also though, and I've seen people do like breakdowns and stuff like it's another thing. This next phase of Marvel looks to be like expanding the universe. Like we're getting away from just like the America, like there are superheroes everywhere and that's going to be really cool to see. So I'm very excited. If you haven't seen that trailer, go check it out. And then I guess the last thing before we dive into Fast and Furious is Black Widow does come out uh, next week or next Thursday. Yeah, next Thursday. So we're finally going to get to see it. The review embargo lifted today. It seems like critics generally enjoy it, but it, a lot of, I've seen a lot of people say like it's not like a groundbreaking movie, which I don't think anyone expected. Well, I think it's hard because again, it's been pushed back, pushed yeah. back, pushed back, hyped up, hyped up. And so when you're waiting for a Marvel movie for like a year, over a year, this movie's been in the wind, like it I think we all are expecting more than what it probably yeah. I don't think that we would have had the same expectations of what it came out when it was supposed to. But I did see something cool that some a, a critic that I trust, he said the post credit scene does set up some very interesting possibilities, which honestly is kind of what I was hoping for, if nothing else, out of this movie, and some good action. So I'm excited to see that next week. Movies are coming back slowly but surely. We're about to get into a run where a big release comes out pretty much every week until the end of the year. Yeah, so. we are going to be busy. Yeah. Oh, and I guess unrelated to any like major news, but we may have found a new movie theater since we moved. <laughs> we found a nice AMC that is very cool and has free parking, which is not normal in the city. Yes, so. because <laughs> because apparently there are no AMC. You got to go either all the way to the north side or all the, west or side, far, or far south. Or far south or the loop. So like you, you know in between there. Yeah. So AMC if you're listening to this, one sponsor us, two build an AMC in like, you know, the middle part of the city like where we're at. We're not going to like say exactly where, but figure it out. Mm-hmm. You can build one by us. We'll be your big customers. All right. So all the housekeeping stuff is out of the way. Um we don't know what our next episodes are going to be. Uh, our next episode is probably going to be Black Widow. So Plan to see stay Black, tuned. Yeah, stay plan tuned to see for Black that. Widow in theaters. Um, we're trying to do fun movies, but we will do new movies if they're like big ones in theaters that like most people see. Yeah. So Black Widow is going to be our next episode. Plan accordingly. Yeah. Okay. So let's move into everything Fast and Furious. I think it would be great. We kind of talked about this a little. It'd be great to kind of talk about each of our experiences with this franchise. Yeah. Um, as John said, he's Never seen them until he. Like, I watched the first. Sorry to cut you off. I watched the first one two years ago yes, at your house. Yes, and I that's, did. I did not watch the second one until we moved into our apartment. Yeah, you've like watched two months he's ago. Watched the uh, you watched the other what six? Oh, and I had seen Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. in theaters. So I had I basically had seen the entire franchise in the course of the last four weeks. Yeah, give or take. Yes. So I I watched I. Saw the Fast and the Furious. Um, I don't know if I 
probably didn't see it in theater, so I was pretty young. But I definitely, we watched, it was definitely, like, something that yeah. made sense. Like, if anyone knows, like, me and, like, what, like, my dad, like, we used to watch me with my dad all the time. This was, like, a perfect one to go into our docket. Like, we mm-hmm. just watched action movies, no matter if they were good or bad. And I love The Fast and the Furious. A I just watch all the time. A question I have. Did your family own these on DVD? Yeah, I we had The Fast and Furious and Too Fast, Too Furious on DVD when we were kids. Okay, cool. And we used to watch them all the time. And then we also watched Tokyo Drift, and I didn't, never really liked Tokyo Drift. It's just, they focus a lot on the art of drifting, and it, it just wasn't my thing. Also, you, the the magic of this, of this <laughs> franchise, I would say, is Vin Diesel and Paul I think, Walker. Well, I like, think the two of them together yeah. are, like, what makes it good i think i was gonna say i can do a movie without vin but it like you need family members there and like han eventually is part of the family but like he's not at the time of tokyo drift so yeah and he's a different character too like his his um his his personality is a little different for sure but i honestly i don't think you can do you can't have a fast like yeah fine you had hobbs and shaw but that was completely different and I thought it was fun, but it's not the same kind of, like, feelings I get from, like, Fast and Furious. And, like, you need Vin Diesel. And, like, I think, yeah, you need Paul Walker up until, like, he, his death. But, like, they just make it and he, and, like, he's a star. And this mm-hmm. literally jump-started Vin Diesel's and, and, um, and Paul Walker's career. Because Paul Walker had a good, like, career in action movies after this. Like, some other, you know, like, Timeline and, um, uh, Eight Below and, like, mm-hmm. things like that. So... And then when they announced they were restarting the franchise, I was pumped. I think it was in high school. I was so pumped. So excited. Was Fast Five the restart? No, Fast and Furious. Oh, Fast and Furious. So we were still in grade school. 2009. 2009. Okay. All right. Saw Fast and Furious. It was pretty good. Whatever. And then Fast Five came out. And that is when everything changed. And it was just... It's funny because we were talking talking about this franchise with people this weekend. And people were like, Fast Five... Oh my gosh, that movie's so good. And also, it introduced us to Don Zakuduro. Like, that song, like, was a game changer for, like, three years. Yeah. And then these just, these movies just kept coming. And it was just, like, saw every single one in theaters, mm-hmm. except for the second to last one. And, um, yeah, they were just, I love them. Yeah. And if anybody tries to, like, shit on them, I'm like, have you seen any of the newer ones? Or, like, if they've never seen any of them, I'm like, well, then you can't talk. Because these movies are just high-octane, like, fun. And no matter which one you're watching. Like, yeah, it's gotten better, but it's, like, still... I still enjoy any of them. So, my my thing that's interesting with me is, like, I don't know why I hadn't seen these. Because my sister used to see these in theaters. Like, my younger sister. Yeah. And... When you were, like, so apprehend, I was like, John, you've never seen The Fast and, and, and I wasn't, we have so, to watch it. So, like, I wasn't a hater. I just was like, I don't understand the appeal and not in a negative way it's just like i hadn't seen one so i didn't know and when you show some of the first one like yeah the first one's good but like you don't that doesn't represent what this is yeah but i do the thing is there is definitely like you don't have to see the first one or the second one or the third one i don't think you need to see anything before fast five you can go into fast five and watch it and like you don't need to know anything like all you gotta know is that like they're on the run and they basically tell you that but, like, in my opinion, I feel like, at the very least, you should watch The Fast and the Furious because you have to understand, like, I think you should understand the dynamic between Dom and Paul, uh, Dom and, and Brian. Brian. Yeah, and, and I think, so, like, now, um, 
So I feel that I'm in the same camp as you now. I just got a later start where like once we watched Fast Five, I was begging to watch subsequent ones because I mean, they they are good movies and they know what they are. Like, I don't think there's a franchise in Hollywood that knows what they are more than Fast and Furious. They do. They do what they do best. And they're not looking. They don't care about the approval of anybody but the fans that they have and that it and that they just just put out a fun action film movie that makes you sit there and your mouth is on the floor like what i mean so we're, they just do we're gonna get into fast nine the deepest of all of these because that's the one that we just saw um but like the thing in fast nine has been getting mixed reviews from critics and audiences compared to the rest of the franchise i don't think that's a, sh- a shocker to say that but i will say if nothing else my jaw was dropped half of that movie yeah because but I mean, stuff happens and you're just like oh my god like is this stupid? Is this genius? I don't know what but it I mean, is. I don't many, really care. Like, even when we were watching together, you would like look at me and you're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, um, yeah. I mean, I would arguably say like, it is hard because the last I, so I hadn't seen Fast 9, uh, sorry, Fast 8. eight. Until, yeah. I didn't see The Fate of the Furious until John and I watched it a week ago. And um, I was very like angry at it and disappointed. Uh, but I do think what's hard is because, like, the focal point and was always Dom and Brian and, like, how they are going to, like, navigate this. And, and when you take Brian out, yeah. it's just... Now, the thing... the thing, I, So, spoiler. I didn't love Fate of the Furious, and I was... I liked Fast 9. I'll say my number at the end. It's, you know, it's a passable number. But, like... I don't think Fast 9 suffers as much because of the lack of Brian. I think it suffers for other reasons, but yeah. I think Charlize Theron is a terrible villain. And I think that... Well, and what they did with the, oh. the, the plot, the plot of The Fate in the, of the Furious was so ridiculous. It's the and same like, plot as, as Furious 7. It's, we're going to find... We're going to find a tool that can hack into things and blow no, things up. No, but that's not up. even it. It's like, let's make Dom evil. And oh, like, oh, sorry. And the like, Dom evil thing. And there was yeah. just a lot of like... We're going to talk un- about that. Unnecessary Ugh. like killing and unnecessary... It was weird. And like, Charlize Theron is like little... And the thing is, what's... What is not good about her as a villain is be- especially in this movie, because like, it didn't really like... She wasn't really in it as much in this the newer movie, but in The Fate of the Fears, what sucks about her as a villain is like, you don't... Kn- she has no personality. There's no motive. It's just that she's an anarchist. Well, and, and it, it sucks because it's Charlize freaking Theron, who's like this fantastic actress. She can play a manipulative person. Yeah. And like, they just make her the most uninteresting yeah. character in the entire movie. Besides Letty, who Letty sucks in all of oh the movies. Oh my God. I can't. I can't. Letty. I can't stand I think Letty. Here's my biggest problem. One of the, one of the, the things that this franchise has been um, commended for is the di- the diversity of their cast, the like you know the strong characters they put in there, like that even like the side characters are really well thought out and like yeah like it's not like the most in depth characters but they are like well they they really have well rounded characters and, like they have a lot of diversity and it's really great but they kill off strong ass women for to keep boring ass women they killed that- the strongest woman in the series they, the, i forget her name but giselle the cop, no. no not just Giselle. Oh. no no the cop from brazil oh uh, i can't remember uh, i don't know what her name is yeah but giselle too like giselle's better than her giselle's i don't know that girl, no that girl the the brazilian cop is she she becomes a cop because 
her husband was killed by corrupt politicians because he was the only copper that integrity in the city. She's avenging her hus- her dead husband's death. No, that woman is a badass. And like he leaves her for Letty. Oh my god. Oh my god. And like you can't even give me like one reason. Like and like the thing is, it's what's problem is they try to make Letty be a badass, but she's so boring. And there's like I think too because they just gave her this storyline that's so stupid. She has amnesia amnesia Ugh. and like suddenly before dom dies she gets all of her I re- fucking i remember, I remember everything thing. no like, you don't great great thank you like but you don't remember when you're back in your damn house that you lived in for fucking like years i don't know so actually Ugh. um this is a note to myself i didn't put this on here uh we're gonna do some kind of like quick hitters at points towards the end of our discussion one of the things we're gonna do is most ridiculous moments like not just like big action sequences but like you know, things that just make you go, like, that's stupid, even for Fast and Furious, and that's one. That's, like, the number one thing. Like, well, that's the thing, is that this also, this franchise is amazing at, like, people die, and they could bring them back, no, like, they're just... Um, yeah. But that but, was just, like, it doesn't make sense, and it was just stupid. So, basically, they just kill off the strong female characters, or they make them, like, What's her name? Michelle Carano. Oh, Gina Carano. Gina Carano. Like, she was badass. I wanted her to stay in it. And then she was the mole, and I'm like, ugh. Well, the other one, like, they brought in Ronda Rousey, who's, like, a complete, you know, yeah. badass MMA fighter who they use for one scene. Yes. Uh, what's her, uh, Cardi B was in this last one? Yeah, for, like, two seconds. And I got, I got strong vibes of Cardi B's spinoff. Like, in the future. But, like, she was in it for, like, two seconds. I was like, okay, well, why don't you, like, give her an actual, like, role? I feel like that scene was played for jokes. Yeah. Or for, for laughs, not but for she's, jokes. she's an actress. Like, she acted in, um, what's the one about the strippers? Oh, uh, Hustlers? Yeah, and, like, apparently she was really good in it. I didn't see it, but apparently she was good. Oh, I, I, I didn't even know she was in that movie, to be honest. I, I I'm forgot. I'm pretty sure that was Cardi B, yeah. It probably was. Um, yeah, so I... Yeah, so I have a problem, whatever. But that's, like, my one thing is, like, just Letty is, uh, Michelle, and Michelle Rodriguez, like, she just doesn't give her anything, and, like, great, she was in the first movie, and she's part of the family, but, like, can we, like, figure out, like, another way? Yeah, and, I mean, so, the thing with her is, she tries to play the exact same thing, like, she tries to be the female Dom Toretto, like, stoic, and, like, you know, so brooding and serious. Like at my points. thing is, she's but better like, in the first, like the first movie. She, I like her. Like I like her in the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. But like, it's like her character just goes downhill. Yeah, her. It drives me nuts, and it's like the fact that we kept her over Giselle. Yeah, Giselle died Why? to save uh, Letty. The only reason they had to have gotten rid of Giselle is like Gal Gadot yeah. must have been like Gal Gadot I was don't like have on time. The rise. Or, or she's like, I don't have time to do this franchise. Because I think they wrote her off right when she got announced as Wonder Woman. So it might have just been like, I can't do both of these franchises. Yeah. But I I agree. They should have kept her. They also should have kept the cop from Brazil. They should have killed Letty. I real-time cried when Giselle died in the sixth movie, movie when I first saw it. I'm not going to lie. I kind of forgot Giselle died when we were watching Fate of the Furious. Because they brought her up and I was like, oh my god, Giselle's dead. But also, like, how fucked up it was, like, in... Was it in seven? Like they listed her name, but all they did was show a fucking picture of her, and they're not even. And like she dies, and like all they're talking about is Han, and it's like everyone says justice for Han, what? justice for Giselle. Well, and and this isn't an original thought. I'm stealing this from How Did This Get Made? But the, at the end of six, they're giving a toast at the end to the people that they've lost, and like Giselle died like 
12 hours ago. Okay, it's not 12 hours ago. They, they, that, okay, they like, to... like, but she died within the last, like, two to three days, and they're all having this kumbaya, and it's like Han's miserable, because yeah. his girlfriend just died, and Dom can't be concerned at all. He He's like, to all those who we lost, and it's like, can you say her name? She like, just died. You didn't see that, like, he dated her. Like Yeah, in four. Yeah. It's so... Yeah, Giselle got like, She's honestly the best part of four. You should watch four just for her. Um, okay, so, yeah. so But basically, four, we, like, run off the rails because I could just keep going on and on about everything. Um, I'd like to start with what started everything in this franchise, and that is Paul Walker. There's a lot to be said about him, but basically... The reason, the reason why this um, franchise even started was because he was working on a movie or a TV show with the original creator, mm-hmm. and he's always he's really into racing, loves cars, and I guess like the original idea for this was based on an article about street racing, and they're like, we want to make a movie about street racing. And- so I read that. And they actually had to pay the guy who wrote the article yeah. for the rights, even though it's so loosely based on it. It's about street racing in New York, not even L.A., but because th- there was some reason they had to pay him. So the guy got, like, I think he gets royalties from this still, which is crazy. Yeah, so they have Paul Walker come in. They have Vin Diesel. They they, they signed Vin Diesel. And, like, the two of them also, if you didn't know, like, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker were, like, best. I, honestly, they are the characters that they are in the, in the, like, well, you might as well just name them Paul Walker and Vin Diesel. Well, so the like, thing <laughs> is that Vin Diesel didn't used to be Dom Toretto, but, like, now Vin Diesel has just assumed that as his personality. No, no, that's not true. Yeah, it. No, it's not. They literally say that he, if you read interviews there, people say he's very light on his feet. He's very... He's very, like, talkative on set. That's not how he is in real life. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> so, they are best friends. They are best friends in real life. Um, and, but, so, obviously, as everyone knows, like, Paul Walker, Paul Walker stays throughout, is in, like, every, is in every single movie except for the third one. And that was because they were like, maybe we'll go away from the story. And then, like, the third one, like, didn't do well except for, like, Dom Toretto being in, like, one very expensive cameo. And they, when they restarted the franchise, it was like the two of them were like, "We're gonna do this together." And um, also, did you know Paul Walker has a lot of his own stunts? Yeah, so Paul Walker started as a Hollywood stunt yeah. driver, and like, so he does a lot of his own stunts in this movie, which is crazy. Yeah, but um, as we all know, in the seventh, while they were filming the seventh movie, Paul Walker died tragically in a car accident. Um, presumably going over 80 miles per hour. He was the passenger. He wasn't even driving. Yeah, yeah. He, they were going 8 miles per hour, him and his um, work associate and friend. And that they had been done maybe with 50% of the filming for this film, for Furious 7. And his brothers had to come in and play him, and they had to rewrite the entire thing. So I even think about this, like, what what even was the storyline going original to be vision. because he w- they weren't going to write him out like i don't he would never have been written out. i think it was more so like going to be him wrestling with like what is family it's more than just it's everyone well, so we we just spent a long car ride coming back from indiana and we talked about this for a while and like my thought was the original plan and there's no way to confirm this but the original plan was going to be that for the whole movie that Brian wrestles with it because he has a kid and another another one on the way, like, 
his ultimate conclusion was going to be like, I don't want to get out of the game because like the game is just as important as family. And then family. what we do is we just get Jordana Brewster out, who's another character. Who's like, I can't deal with you, Mia. Mia, Mia stinks. Mia. Oh, God. And why do you always keep from people you're pregnant? Like, Jesus, just tell someone. It's, yeah. Like, but come on. I think, so, like, I do think, though, that ultimately, if he would have lived, that Brian still, he wasn't oh. going anywhere. Because why would Paul Walker leave his baby? I like, also, the, the franchise, not his oh, actual baby. Okay. Also, I think that the, the last two movies would have been, like, way better because, like, I think they would have been different. Yeah. Like, ultimately, this movie, these movies are about the two of them. Like, and it's, like, at first, it was actually Paul, like, it was Brian O'Connor that's the main character and yeah. not Dom. But, I mean, and and as you see, I mean, the last, Fury 7 is amazing, and they did a great job with it. And, like, that last time, the fork in the road, which is a great tribute to him. But instead of, they do not kill Brian O'Connor off in the franchise. He is living. He's live and well. He's Oof. always off screen. Oof. And that was a very specific choice, I think, too, because it was so close to his death. And they wanted to give him the happy ending he didn't get, you know, in yeah. in real life, which I think was a great choice in the moment. And it really did, because that was, this is, that's in, Fury 7 is their best rated movie. Like It's, it's the, it, it's the it most the successful, most, and it's not successful. even close. It, and I, you know, and some of that probably has to do with, like, the press that went along with it because yes. he died in the middle of it. And so, and it also was the most, what, what was it, wasn't that one the most? It was the fastest movie to a billion dollars before, um, oh, before Jurassic World. Uh, yeah, right, yeah, right before Jurassic World took the title from it. It was the fastest movie to a billion, I think since... Something since the nineties. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it's huge, and it's, it was like one of the one. Like it was a very, and it's it's it a top gross, ten grossing yeah, movie of all time. Top ten grossing movie. So, in, the, in like to think that this franchise is top yeah. ten grossing movie of all time is nuts, and it's just and that was the best one. And then honestly, after that, it's like I think they've been trying, they've been having some tr- like trouble finding their footing because it's just and, and two, they've been having trouble because they just keep bringing Brian O'Connor back up, and it drives John and I. Nuts to no end because they're always like, well, yeah. what about Brian? Like, it's like, honestly, so literally, I'm fine with him being alive. Just don't talk about it. So, like, okay, so it starts out in Fate of the Furious. They they say something very, like, inconspicuous. They say, what about Brian and Mia? And Dom says, Brian's out of the game. We can't call him. Something small. And I was mad, but, like, it's small. But in Fast 9, they have the audacity. The to audacity. Bring- to say Brian's gonna babysit the kids because Jordana Brewster has to come back because it's her brother too. Oh my God, Mia! And then and, and Mia- then oh. and then at the end of the movie, you see a blue. You see they're at dinner. They've saved the world, and they say we have a spot open. And Dom said he's coming. No, no, they go. Where is he? And she goes, he's coming. And then you see a blue Subaru <laughs> driving up on their. Their little rat motel of a house, speeding and drifting into the um, in, into a parking spot, and I'm like, "Are you effing kidding me? Seriously? Like it? It drives me." And here's the thing: like, you don't even need to bring him up. Like, obviously, Don would never forget about his family. But if you just didn't bring nobody who's a fan of this franchise would be upset if you no, never talked about Brian again. We we consider as fans, even though in. I mean, I don't speak for all fans, but but me, my <laughs> position is I consider Brian O'Connor to be Paul Walker. 
I consider him to be dead. Well, in... But or, I, or he's living a happy life somewhere. Yeah, let him live done. his happy life. But, he's done. But regardless of the position you take, don't bring him up. Also, can we just talk about, though, how in Furious 7, like, I don't know why I always think about this, how he says that he misses the bullets. Like, this man has reverse PTSD, and he misses the bullets of all things. You don't just miss the cars or the racing. You miss the bullets coming at you. Yeah. Brian's got some issues. <laughs> the whole family's got some issues. But, but... You know, it's it's crazy that they gave this perfect ending of Furious Seven. I mean, I don't I don't know how you rework an entire film when your second biggest character and for some people the fan favorite is gone. I don't know. I mean, the thing is that this franchise is about Dom, but Brian was the soul of this franchise, like yeah. always. I love I love Brian. I think Brian is arguably the best character in the franchise. How they were able to cobble together what they had using his brothers, using CGI, how they did that, I don't know. But I think it's one of the most impressive things that no, has ever been what, done in movies. What ever. franchise has, like, yeah, it, honestly, I mean, they, they here's killed a good, that. Here's a good comp, and she did not live for as much of it, but Carrie Fisher died in the middle of production for the last Star Wars movie. And they had to write her out very sloppily. I considered the way they did it to be okay. Nothing close to this. Absolutely nothing close. And I can't think of anything else. And, like, my thing is now at this point, if because I think they're going to bring him back for the next movie. Like, they're going to have his brothers. They're going to have his brothers. They're going to have his brothers. They're going to CGI his face on. Like, I think, and his brothers have said they've been up for it. Or, like, that, yeah. I mean, no disrespect to his brothers, but if Universal comes to you and says, hey, we're going to give you guys 20 million bucks... To come and do it. Yeah, I'd be up no, for it. They, like, they also, one of them, like, I think the younger one, like, wants to be an actor, I guess. Okay. I mean, my thing is that you should have, they should have just left it alone. I, I think that they struck lightning in a bottle, getting the ending of that right, and there were ways to make the franchise good going forward that they have not chosen to do. I'm not a filmmaker, so I can't tell you exactly how, but I know that there were ways to make those eight and nine, like, maybe not as good as five, six, seven, but, like, pretty good, and continue on this road that they were going down. Like, another, so, I mean, there is a huge cast. I mean, I like, not, Paul Walker. It's not a cast, it's a family. It's a family. <laughs> the family. <laughs> my, my family. I don't have um, friends. I have, I have family. family. Oh, it's so dumb. <laughs> so um, stupid. <laughs> That, like, okay, there are a few things, just before I go into this, there are a few things that will always be ever, forever changed by the Fast and the Furious franchise. One of them is the word family. Family. Okay. Also, like, I will, John and I, okay, if anyone just wants to get a laugh, like, literally, I don't know if there's a YouTube video of it, but in Fast Five, when Dom is talking to um, Brian about his father, and he, like, and he's... There is a YouTube video of it. I'm going to splice it in okay. right now. I remember everything about my father. Everything. It is the funniest pronunciation of a word um, I've ever heard. And like now that John's seen it, we'll just be walking around the house and like suddenly we'll be like, I remember everything about my father. <laughs> and then no, he says, my grandfather. <laughs> oh my God. When we were in the theater, I burst out laughing. I I could not contain myself. And it's in, like, a serious scene with his like, son. And my thing is, like, when they did Fast Five, did they just get that take and they go, perfect, perfect? 
I think Vin was, I think like, Vin Diesel consciously was like, I want to say it like this. So beyond that, what else has changed? Um, not changed, but the, yes, so forever, yes, items that are forever changed, Coronas. So we have a Corona sign over our kitchen table, and we unironically want to make a vinyl, like, wording above that it. That says, <laughs> you can have everything, you can have anything in this house as long as it's Corona. Just because the Corona product placement is impeccable. I don't know what they pay them, but it is not enough. There, <laughs> in the new movie, there's literally a scene where Michael Rooker cracks a Corona for Vin. Or no, is it for Vin? Yeah, yeah, it is for Vin. Vin Diesel picks it up, shows the label to the screen, and then just puts it down. He Mr. doesn't even Nobody drink in the it. last, isn't it in the last movie, Mr. Nobody He's a has bucket a of Coronas. Corona, a bucket of Coronas in a Corona bucket. The branding is so good. Now, what bugs me, though, is so, like, Corona is the official beer of the Fast franchise. In three of the movies we watched, they don't drink a single Corona. When they're in Brazil, bullshit. In Brazil, in they Brazil. Dr- they don't drink any Coronas in Brazil. Well, but they're not in Mexico. So. I know, but <laughs> but like Corona's a worldwide beer. It's like yeah. a very iconic worldwide brand. Yeah. And uh, I forget the other two, but there are ones where they don't drink a single Corona. Um, how did this get made? Also pointed out, there's a ton of Heinz product sponsorship. Yeah. Every time they're at the table, they have no fewer than six bottles of Heinz ketchup. Yes. It is hilarious. And then, like, the other thing, I mean, like, in the cars, like, and they actually have a lot of different cars, but in the beginning, it was... Uh, Subaru. It was Subaru were for the foreign cars. Yeah. And then, obviously, the domestic cars were, it was a Dodge, Dodge. Charger. Yeah, it's a um, 1975 Dodge 19, Charger. Yeah. And so, and Dom always has the same car. But now that you have, like... A, Almost every car, like, except for, like... I mean, in the, the one... I did read that Ferrari won't let them... Yeah, Ferrari won't let them, but I think, like, um... I think Deckard Shaw drove, like, a McLaren. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have a lot of BMWs, they have a lot of Mercedes. It depends. I mean, uh, a lot of Dodge, and, like, a yeah, lot it's, of... Like, it's and mainly, Chevy. Like, there's it's mainly... Chevys, the too. American cars are mainly Dodge, because that's what Dom likes the most. But you, they have not had a Subaru, though. I don't even think in the end... No, the, the the Subaru that shows up in the end of 9, I don't Paul think that, Walker... That's not a Subaru. No, that was a Subaru. Oh, it was a Subaru. It was because okay. it's Paul Walker's original car. It's that blue Subaru. Yes, yes, yes. Because we're too stupid as an audience to piece together that he's coming means Paul Walker. Unlo- no, we are... It's just to give homage. I understand that. I, I'm... Giving the producers less credit than they deserve. Okay. More credit than they deserve. I don't know. Um, yeah, the, the car sponsorship. But So why does Lamborghini not... Or not Fer- Ferrari. Ferrari. I think it's Ferrari. Why do they... Are, are they too good for these movies? Um, I read here one second. Because, like, I feel as if the product placement... I mean, not that anyone really needs product placement for a Ferrari. So it says that... Um, well, one of the rarest, most expensive cars that appears in the franchise is a Lycan Hypersport. Mm-hmm. It appears in Furious 7 as the car held that held God, God's eye. The Hypersport is a supercar built by W Motors, w Motors in the United Arab Emirates. As a collaboration between Lebanese, French, and Italian engineers, the production of the car was limited to just seven units, and it sells for three point. Four million. See, I'm not. I'm stupid enough not to understand any of this. Okay, making it the third most expensive production car built to date. It's also the first sports car to be designed indigenously in the Middle East. Basically, the production team did a pretty good job securing this one. But originally, they wanted to use a coveted Ferrari La Ferrari, 
which is the ultimate supercar in the Ferrari lineup, according to Ferrari itself. The La Ferrari isn't even for sale in the usual sense. Drivers who want to own one must already be Ferrari owners and must be invited from the company. And unfortunately, the Fast and Furious franchise didn't meet the requirements. Oh my god. According to car coordinator Dennis McCarthy, believe me, they tried, but Ferrari was like, no thanks, we don't need the press, our cars sell themselves. So they're just too good for this franchise. Okay, that's uh, that's certainly something. That's a position to take. I think that Ferrari's wrong, but <laughs> they're a luxury car brand and they can do whatever the hell they want. See? Okay, um, sorry, back on track. There are quite a few other people in this family, including Ludacris, my personal favorite, Tyrese Gibson. Tyrese is fantastic. <laughs> Tyrese is amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Um, Not and- my favorite, though. Okay, yes, we already know your favorite, and they have some beef. Um, and some newer, you know, we already talked about Michelle Brewster and... Sorry, it's not Michelle, Michelle Brewster. Brewster. Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez. Jordana Bruce, Jordana Brewster. Jordana Brewster. I just typed it wrong. Yeah. Um, now, there there are some people from the family that left. Uh, Ludacris is only in it because Ja Rule was in the first one as Edwin and said, I don't want to come back. And Ludacris called them and said, I want that part. And so they made a new, new yeah, uh, like, Tej. He is he is the character with the most growth. He has an arc. <laughs> an arc. He is he goes from a mechanic to a competent computer user to a world class hacker to an astronaut. When like what's her name is supposed to be? Oh, Ramsey. Ramsey's supposed to be the best computer hacker in the world, and then he goes. He's like, move over, and he does shit. And she's like, that would work, and it's well, like, no. and what? There's, there's one in Fast Eight. She says. I didn't know that was possible. What do you mean you didn't know that was possible? You're the best hacker in the world. Yet a mechanic from Miami can just hack that Also shit. just a hot take, because I don't know how it'll come up. Too Fast, Too Furious is a good movie. I had a lot of fun with that movie. Yeah. It is fun. It's not like the best. It also, I think too, like it went away a lot from like, it, it, they were really just trying to figure out what do audiences like. Do they like the cop stuff? Yeah. Do they like the car stuff? And honestly, they didn't like either. They just wanted the heist shit. No, but the the bromance of Ludacris and Tyrese is fantastic. Fantastic. They are so good together. They're the best comedic together. relief. Um, we also have uh, Han. I don't know his actor's name. I'm sorry. John didn't put it up here for me to read from. And as we said, Giselle, who R.I.P., was um, Gal Gadot. So some really big names. And You also forgot Jason Statham. Oh, Jason Statham. huge. Well, that's, I'm not done. Oh, I sorry. Done. Sorry. And some newer additions to the team. Those people were all in like the, between one and four. Those yes. people. Yes. And so when they got to Fast Five, and I think the reason why this shit just worked is because they got some killer people to be in this franchise. Yes. And the first one being, you know, I mean, The Rock... Dwayne The Rock Johnson just takes this to a whole nother level. I mean... I mean, he was the, like, the perfect addition to this cast. The perfect. Hobbs just makes so much sense. He has the best lines in Fast Five. Oh my god. Oh my god. They're amazing. I wish I had some pulled up, but he just... Like they, they, they travel like something gone like smoke. We don't get that. Them oh get the no cars. no no! It's, it's they travel like thunder, disappear like smoke. That's not Fast Five though. That's oh. that's when he comes to Dom. That's Fast Six. Okay. Um, no. So the addition of the Rock is huge. Uh, they got Kurt Russell to be in this franchise. In like, I, he's not a minor role, but like he's not super main casty, and he's great. 
Uh, I mentioned Jason Statham. They got uh, Scott Eastwood to Who work looks for Kurt Russell. Tiny compared oh my God. to compared to Hobbs. Like literally, and like he was a great red. He was a great uh, addition because not because Shaw, like the brother Owen, the Owen Shaw, he, he kind of sucked. And like then you bring in Jason Statham, and it's just like the the wit. I mean, for for a spinoff movie, and I really hope he's not dead and he comes into the main franchise. They got Idris Elba. Yeah, like, there. Ryan Reynolds is in. Um, <laughs> Is in Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Helen Mirren yeah. is Jason Statham's mom. They just have some fantastic castings in this franchise. And I want them to get every single action star that ever lived in this. As long as they keep making movies. Yeah. I just want them to get... Uh, I want them to get Josh Brolin, who you had said they tried to get before. I want them to get... I'm kind of struggling to think of names now. Oh, like Tom Hardy... I, I just want every big name, beefy action star in this to just. If you keep running your pile, you're gonna smell an ass kicking. Make sure you've got your thunderwear on. I am the cavalry. I will beat your ass like a Cherokee drum. You sure as hell ain't the IT guy. Like what? The oh, the the sure as hell ain't the IT guy. That's when Statham's in his office. Yeah. That's an awesome scene. So. But but because you got such a big cast, there's going to be some big fights, which yes. has been a John's favorite thing about this franchise, I feel like. Are you talking on-screen or off-screen off fights? Screen. Off-screen fights. Okay, so there's two main beefs in this franchise. Two. One bigger than the other, because one of them's been squashed. One of them might have been squashed. Uh, so The Rock infamously, him and Tyrese had a very public falling out where Tyrese was openly rooting on Instagram in one of his 30 posts a day. Check out Tyrese's Instagram if you don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Dude posts, he's addicted to Instagram. Um, he was openly rooting for Hobbs and Shaw to fail because he was pissed at the rock. And he, hasn't he literally said, like, you, like, how does it feel to be the the lowest grossing movie in the Fast franchise? Which is funny because it's not true. Um as we, we have a chart pulled up, and we'll talk about box office in a little well, bit. Well, it was the lowest, like, since the new ones, basically. Yeah. Um, but even a more important beef, because no offense to Tyrese, but you can beef with Tyrese, and it's not, like, the end of the world. But more importantly, The Rock and Vin Diesel had a very public falling out. So much so that in the middle of Fate of the Furious, they almost stopped production and removed The Rock from the movie. Because it was that bad. Um, every single scene that The Rock and Vin Diesel have together was filmed in two parts. They never actually filmed a scene together because they could not see eye to eye. They just did not... And what was their problem? Um, Vin Diesel thought that The Rock was trying to make the franchise about him. Part of it was The Rock and just kind of his personality. Part of it is that there is a very legitimate part of the fan base that likes Luke Hobbs more than Dom because... Which is ridiculous. I can see the merit because I... I'm one of those people. I think Hobbs is fantastic. Yeah, Hobbs is fantastic, but you can't beat Dom Toretto. Dom Toretto. Well, so I think Dom needs a foil, and I think that Luke Hobbs is the perfect, similar enough to Dom, but different enough to to give you that relationship you need. I don't think Dom in a vacuum works by himself, and that's why the loss of Paul Walker hurts mm-hmm. so much. And I think... You really need another strong character next to him, and I think that Hobbs is the closest thing, even though they don't do a lot of their scenes together. They do, like, separate missions and stuff, but... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so... 
But now the, the are rock, they good the no? rock and Vin allegedly they've patched it up. I think that they have. Um, but there was also some, there was beef too because the rock may or may not have gone behind Vin Diesel's back to to greenlight Hobbs and Shaw. Like there's some sketchy stuff with that where Vin Diesel basically thinks the rock is making the franchise about the rock, which maybe maybe not. It's hard who's to say. I mean, I really don't know. Who's to say? But long story short, they have beef. They might still have beef. They might not have beef. I've read a ton of stuff in research for this episode. Most of the Hollywood trade publications think that The Rock is going to be in the next two. Which would be I think that's what they need. I, they need him back. It It's just... Unless they're going to do like a hard... I mean, John Cena is going to be on the team now. But like... I don't think that John Cena is going to give you the same dynamic as But his the character rock. is, yeah, it's it's very his like, character's broody, a like very brooding, very like like, you know, yeah. it's just not we need someone who's gonna like give us some good ass lines. I also think with the post credit scene of nine that um so Deckard Shaw wasn't in nine, if you haven't seen it yet, but that's not a secret. Um the post credit scene though, he does show up. Like Shaw is gonna come back, and I think that if Shaw comes back, Hobbs is gonna come back. And I think he should because they have great chemistry. Like, Statham and The Rock work so well. Is like, they're not really brothers, but, like, that brotherly, like, fighting, yeah. you know, quarrel type of no, thing. No, like, they're frenemies. Yeah, they're, they're frenemies. That's the best way to put it. So, like, I just hope, I, I really hope The Rock is back for at least one of these last two. Because he makes it, he makes it better. And, yeah. So, those are the those are the famous quarrels. I guess there there's probably smaller ones over the course of the years, but... You know, nothing really major. All these, this cast seems like they're all pretty good friends. Yeah. And like, maybe. They they love each other. They're family, John. I mean, I'd love each other too. These things print money and they've all become very well compensated off of it. So, you know. Um, but yeah, those are the big quarrels. Um, it's okay. crazy too that this movie came out almost exactly 20 years. It's been 20 years of this franchise. Yeah. And it's crazy, too, to just look at a, a graph of, like, how much their production budget increased. Like, their original, the original movie was shot for $38 million, and now they cost well over $200 million to make now. And the first one, the, so for context, the first movie grossed $206 million worldwide. Hobbs and Shaw cost 200 to make. Like, they're just in completely different stratospheres. I believe it's one of the top like 15 grossing franchises of all time they're uh as of right now it's 6.3 billion including fast nine's total so far fast 10 which vin diesel has said is going to be the end it's going to be a two-part movie though so it's really 10 and 11 um i think with those two movies they're gonna get pushed into the top 10 franchises if they're not there already um and then fast and furious i would assume when vin diesel in this cast walks away that this franchise just kind of dies I I need it too. I I really don't. They've been talking about having like a girl spinoff. There was something like there's been talks about these spinoffs and like Hobbs and Shaw was fine. I like I liked it. I you know those two characters are fun and I think that's the only reason why it worked. But I think this franchise it it's been ten like what other franchise besides like Harry Potter has had ten movies of mostly the same cast. I mean like Tokyo Drift kind of know and Hobbs and Shaw not really but like, mo- like the fact that this cat and spanned over 20 years like that's another thing it's like Harry Potter wasn't 20 years and yeah. like things like that like this in it's fun let's just 
let's end it at 10 and be like, end on a high note and be like, we're done. Yeah. We just created this ridiculous ass thing. Okay, we're good. <laughs> well, and especially too, like, not just that it's lasted this long, but that they've gotten more financially successful. Yeah. I mean, what, what franchise, I mean, that's the thing, and too, and like, it's hard because when you're trying to, if you compare it to like Star Wars and Harry Potter, like those are literally like worlds and like same thing like Marvel, like they, they all, and like a lot of them had like backing, like, like, I'm not, obviously Star Wars, like he built that as a movie and like created it yeah. on top of it. But this is a fucking car franchise. And what franchise has done this? We're like, the first th- four movies were just kind of like, meh. And then you go and you flip it on its head and the fifth movie is the best movie. The fifth, sixth, and seventh are like just keep getting better. Like, well, how? and you go, you go from the initial part of the franchise, not to make everything about box office, but like, like people saw them, but like they weren't huge. I mean, I know that you say like you were really into them, but that was more so like because of you know the movies that your dad likes to watch and stuff. yeah, and but, it was just a fun but movie. But it's not like one- it was like it's not like a Harry. Po- That's the thing is these movies aren't like people. There's not like a dying like sometimes toxic fan base well, following that's, them. Like, that's my that's thing. the thing. It's not, these are just action the point, movies. The point I was trying to get around to was like, they went from like, you know, popular movies to having a rabid fan base and like becoming a massive part of the cultural zeitgeist. And it's a movie about racing cars. Now it's, it's not, but like... Dealing things. And I mean, it's... About common criminals. I, the, the thing that people always <laughs> bring up that's mind-blowing, and it is a cliche at this point, but like... This movie started out about people stealing DVDs. No, VHS players, John. I swear it was DVDs. No, it's not. It's VHS players. We're about to look this up. It's VHS. No. What did they Not DVDs, John. Those are not that expensive. Electronic equipment. It's VHS. They're VHS players. Uh... VHS or DVD players, it was whatever, one of the two, but it's DVD players or V, like, like, and like TVs and like shit like that. Like, it's, it is ridiculous. Like, those are the TVs they were stealing, John. Oh, it's VHS integrated TVs. Thank you. It's not the same as a VHS player, but whatever. It's a TV with a VHS player oh, built in. That's different. Okay. That's different. Oh, and, oh, DVDs weren't really even a thing. 2001, like, yes, they yes, were. Yes, but like, not, there were still VHS were definitely very big. Regardless, this franchise started out so small. And now, and then they were... They, they are stopping satellites from being remote controlled they, and bombing cities. They threw a tank over a freeway. They pulled down a plane with some kind of... With harpoon guns. Harpoon guns. And then they, I mean, they also like, they, they dragged a giant ass safe... Like a a vault with across, ten million, no, a hundred million dollars. Yeah, across the like streets of Rio, like the things they have done, and like top of a submarine. they drove on top of a submarine. They were driving across freaking building, um, like the tops oh, of buildings. And that and, was so cool. And they had all, of, and that was the coolest. The, actually, the coolest part of Fast Nine, like or Fast Eight, was that they had all like the the cars all like just. Coming, oh, when they're just like, raining from the sky. Raining from the sky. Cars raining from the motherfucking that was so cool. sky. And then they had, and now in this new movie, they have a giant ass um, magnet that can just okay. Those are really take cool. a car. Those were so from cool. in from one side of a building and shoot it into the 
truck on the other side of the building. Yeah. And uh, they drive a Pontiac uh, Fiero? Fiero? They drive a Pontiac Fiero into space and crash it into a satellite. And I have to say that's where my bl- my suspension of disbelief ends. I believe every other thing they've ever given to me and I've been, that I've been spoon-fed in this franchise and that was where I lost it. I didn't lose it there. I lost it when they got out of it. I was like, okay, I can believe that it's like when they were like floating around at the end, they're like, take us back. And it's like, oh, like, and the fact that like these two, like what? I don't understand. I mean, I was okay with it. I think that would be the place though, if you're going to have Tej or Roman die, I think that that's the place to do it. Oh, they're not going to die. And Roman outright says it in this movie. He's that like, is I, also, I think, one of my favorite things about this franchise is they do not take themselves too seriously. No. They know that they're a joke. Like, they know that this is so outlandish that it's so ridiculous. And I love it. I literally, I mean, in this last movie, Tyrese might as well have turned to the camera and says, Hey guys, we know. We know. What, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. And that's why I love this franchise. Because it is so stupid. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I'm not saying that as an insult. This franchise is dumb. It's dumb good fun. That's oh, what it exactly. is. Oh, exactly. It is the definition of a summer blockbuster. Like, there's this perception. Sometimes that's all I need in life. I don't need. Yeah. I just, I just want to watch something and laugh and be like, what the hell is going on? And just love it. So, like, there's this belief that summer blockbusters have to be good. And that stems from, like, a lot of really good summer blockbusters did exist, like Jurassic Park, or, like, most of the Marvel movies, or Star Wars, or things like that. But the thing is that when you boil it down, the summer blockbuster is something that is a spectacle, that's really loud, and that makes you go, I had fun. And that's exactly what Fast and the Furious is. And for that, I say people that are critiquing this movie, and I've read some reviews, or, like, any of these movies, they're like breaking it apart like you're studying Citizen Kane. You don't get it. Like, <laughs> like I hate to be that, like, film snob who's like, oh, you can't appreciate this. You don't understand it. You just don't understand <laughs> it. <laughs> like, great. I, I like good movies just as much as anyone else. Like, you know, artsy things and stuff. But there is plenty of room for this. And I think that this is really impressive what this franchise has done. And I'm looking forward to the next one. And sure. until... Until I watch one and I think to myself, hmm, that's enough for me, I'm good with them still making them. Though I think they should end after the next two. They, I think it needs to end. You, know, you need to know when you're done. Yeah. You gotta know your audience. And you know what? If in the, if in the very last one, they want to go, we're going to blow everything up. We're going to blow up the entire cast. We're going to kill everybody. It's all going to be done. There's nothing left. They will I'm, never do that. They won't do it. But Don Toretto has a child, John. <sighs> Can I talk about... Something that's a uh, suspension of disbelief. So he named his son Brian as if it was after his dead friend, but Brian is still alive. Brian is his brother-in-law, by the way. They're yeah, brothers. Brian is his. <sighs> yeah, Dom's a little too okay with Brian, like he being didn't... with his sister. No, he didn't like it at first, Johnny. Again, you didn't watch. <sighs> he wasn't happy with it, but now it's okay. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of where I want to go next with this. 
Um, just kind of a random fun fact, because I don't really have a good place to put this in. But there have been many people that have criticized in Fast 6 the whole plane runway scene. Well, a journalist at Vulture did some math based on the speed of the cars and speed of the planes, and came to the conclusion that that runway was 28.86 miles long, based on that scene, um, which is just a little bit longer than the longest runway in the world, which is 3.4 miles. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that they they were like in that for like an hour. That's like a it's like a 25 minute scene where you're like, okay, this plane's gonna take off, okay, and it just doesn't take off, and you're like, what? Well, and, like, the the science of it is that, like, this, like, alloy, like, rope, whatever, like, that it, it can, it can hold things. I, like, I can believe that. But it's, it's not what is attached, it's not what the rope grabs onto, it's what, it's what's at the other side of the rope that holds it. And no yes. matter, like, your car, just because the car is where the rope starts, that's how they can bring it down. Not the fact that, like, it, it just, yeah, I'm like, guys. it's. And when I think about it too hard, it hurts my brain. So I don't want to think about it anymore. Yeah. there, The plane... So I think this is a great transition. So, like, one of the things this franchise is known for is big action set pieces. I mean, that's... Ba- we've talked about the safe, like, three or four times. The freaking... The... Like, the... The stuff with the tank was real. Most, most of that was not CGI. Oh, my God. 90% of those scenes with the tank was real. Ugh. They That's created, insane. They created their own rigs for this freaking franchise. Like, it is amazing. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this franchise has, like, revolutionized the way that they film certain, like, action scenes. I, I could be completely off base. But, like, there is some very technically impressive stuff. And I do remember reading that they don't use a ton of CGI. No. They use mostly real stunt drivers, which is crazy. And, uh, but, so the point I was getting to is, like, Maybe that's why, like, the space stuff looks so weird, because most of their stuff is not... Yeah. Um, but, like, so these action set pieces. So, obviously, we've talked about the safe, we've talked about the plane, we've talked about the cars running from the sky. Do you have a favorite, or, like, a favorite couple? I mean, I'm assuming the safe is your favorite. Yeah, I mean, I will go on record and say, like, nothing, you know, no matter what anyone says, like, yes, Fast 6 and Fast 7 are really good. And, like, they do build upon, like, Fast Five is my favorite. I can watch that movie any day of the week. I think, like, Rio was just, like, such a cool set piece. And, like, how they did everything. Like, it was just, yeah. The the safe is, like, my favorite part. Like, it, I, and I know it's, like, not as big as, like, the submarine or the tank or, like, the, well, the so plane. I like, think I think that the safe is ultimately my favorite because it's not the first time you see something like that, but it's the First also, it, big one. Also, like, when, when yeah, and that's, again, like, I don't know. I think I told you about the save before you saw Fast Five. I had heard about the save. So. I was well aware of yeah. most of the events <clears throat> of Fast Five because it's that big of a yeah. movie. So I, like, was seeing that movie, and I don't know if anybody else, like, like watched, if you watched that movie when it first came out, they didn't, they ruined the surprise for Fast 6. Like, in the promo, he goes, guys, they have a tank, and, like, ruins that. It's still f- freaking awesome. Yeah. But you know a tank is coming. In Fast 5, you have no idea. Like, the whole point, the, what's so great about the movie, and, like, it's, like, you know, a nor- and they have a lot of, like, heist tropes in that movie, but, like, you have no clue what the hell their plan is, like, barely, the entire damn movie. And, like, the fact that when they bring out that, when that, 
Volt is going through the streets of Rio and you see it for the first time, like, my, and you, I've never seen anything like it. Like, I was like, oh. Yeah. You can't, it's, like. It's, it's jaw dropping. I mean, there's no better way to describe it. It is jaw dropping. So that's why it's my favorite because, like, I'll never have a reaction like that again. <laughs> I think that of the entire franchise, that's my favorite. Uh, the movie where they parachute cars. Wait, 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 why are you doing this now? That's an action set piece. Oh, sorry. I where they about- no, where they parachute oh, they cars parachute the cars yeah, out yeah. of planes, and that was real. They they actually parachuted cars out of planes. Yeah, with stunt it, people on the out, like yeah. holding them. Like didn't they didn't have anyone in the cars. They didn't yeah. have anyone in the cars. But, but they filmed it with like like they basically just put GoPros on their heads and they parachuted planes out of car out of a helicopter for real. Yeah, it's, what? I mean, the commitment is unbelievable. Commitment to the craft. I mean. Um, and then my third one, that would be, like, on my favorite, and it, it's not real, but in Hobbs and Shaw, when The Rock is holding... Oh, my God. A, a string of cars... I laughed out loud. I laughed out loud when I saw to that. To a helicopter with his bare, like, just his arms. See, I'll believe that. That is so cool. I don't care how stupid and unrealistic it is. His body would have been ripped apart. It is hilarious, and it is Awesome. And he just, like, musters up the strength to pull a little bit more. Like, Oh, uh, it's like, so cool. What? I, I, I mean, honestly, I know that a lot of people, like, Hobbs and Shaw is divisive. That movie is so fun. It is just two and a half hours of just fun. It is incredibly stupid. Yes, it, it's honestly, like, one of the stupider ones. Like, because it's just, like, they're just bickering the entire time. Yeah. But, like... That like, action scene is so you, cool. Like, at the end of it, I couldn't even tell you, like, why they were, like, I know they were trying to stop, like, Black Superman, whatever his name is, Idris Elba, when he says, I'm Black Superman, bitch. But, like, I don't. I know the entire plot. But I don't understand, like, how they, like, it just, like, by the end of it, I was, like, I'm confused. <laughs> so, the way that they stopped him is. No, no, I, it's fine. Okay. It's just more so, like, I was confused by, like, the premise, how they got to, like, I was just, like. But I was like, it didn't the world matter. was gonna end. That's, did, that's, that's all. all you need yeah. to know. They saved the world. Like that's all you needed to know. But like, it's like what? Yeah, and I think there's a reason in it why they can't bring in the crew, and I can't remember what it was. But it's so stupid. And on I hindsight. mean, but it's like the same thing with like all of the the. And the problem with like the past again, the past three movies is that every time because in in fast okay yeah Shaw Decker no in the for the for the past since six it has been cyber terrorism. Yes. Because five was not about that. They were no, drug five, lords and like... Five, was, they were just trying to... They were trying to buy their freedom. Well, no, but then... No, and the, the drug, drug the, lords. The drug, yeah. Yeah. But like the mafia, whatever, you know, whatever. Like the, the, it's like an oil... Like he was like the mafia, but like an oil tycoon. It doesn't matter. But ever since six, they've been dealing with cyber terrorism and they just keep upping the ante. And it's gonna get old really fast. But I don't know where do you go from cyber terrorism. I think you, like, I mean, as absurd as this sounds, I think the next movie, they have to just, like, rein it in so much where it's just, like, low stakes. And I don't think you can do that, but, like, you're right, where do you go? Because I don't want to watch another movie about, oh, they stole a microchip, or they stole... They sold a microchip so that you can see, like, you know, the whole thing with God's Eye, like, you could find anyone ever in the world in ten seconds. And then, like, another thing, like... And then it's, like, if you put these two things together, you can, like, set off every single bomb in, like, America and, like, whatever. It's just, 
It's getting, like, you know, like, you know, why do they waste that plot for Hobbs and Shaw? Like, have, like, these superhumans and shit. Like, I think they're going to have to do that for the next movie. They're going to have to to loop it in and be like, hey, we didn't piss away this plot point. Like, yeah, like, because there's other ways for people to destroy the world besides cyber terrorism. I mean, it's going to sound, I know you're already going to say no, but, like, do you just bring in aliens? Do you just say, we're being invaded and the only people that can stop it are... Dom Toretto and his family. <laughs> Jesus. Like, no. it sounds ridiculous, but, like, I don't... I think they're gonna bring it back home. Like, they gotta bring it back. They, they're gonna get back I mean, back what to... if the last movie is just them robbing, like, a Best no. Buy? I think they have to bring it back home to L.A. To East L.A. It's gonna, like, center around something. I mean, like, they've been... They, they tried... They kind of did that in this movie because it went back to, like... And, okay, my problem... Another problem I have with this movie... This is the newer one, Fast Night. I was, I did not need all the flashbacks. I did not need all of, and I was supposed to feel something from that. I felt nothing from any of those flashbacks. So I think if we're going to start ranting about Fast Nine, let's use this point in the episode to start like our formal Fast Nine like review. I mean, I don't know how, how much more it. I'm going to have to talk about Fast Nine. No, but, but I think like, that <laughs> I think this is a natural like line of okay. delineation. Can you write down an hour and five minutes just so I can put a time code in? Um, so, so Fast 9, um, let's do a quick synopsis and then we can give, we'll dump all of our thoughts. We'll have way less than the rest of the franchise, but, you We've know. kind of dumped a lot of yeah, our thoughts we've dumped a lot. about and this the, movie. And we need kind of a way to, like, you know, center our thoughts. <laughs> so, F9, the Fast Saga, because they're continuing this trend of not naming them just Fast 5, Fast 6, whatever. Um, so, Dom Toretto is living the quiet life off the grid with Letty and his son, Brian. But they know that danger always lurks just over the peaceful horizon. This time, the threat forces Dom to confront the sins of his past to save the lives that he loves most. His crew soon comes together to stop a world-shattering plot by the most skilled assassin and high-performance driver they've ever encountered. Dom's forsaken brother, Jacob. Jacob. Um, uh, So far, it's grossed $412 million worldwide on a $200 million budget, so it's still making a ton of money. This is also the first movie since, um... Since Rise of Skywalker to make... No, no. Oh. Oh, it's directed by Justin Lin, which is the first one directed by him since... I think four? No, Justin Lin, didn't he do five? Oh, no, James Wan did five. Yeah. Is that right? Or did Wan do five, six, seven? I don't know. But also the other problem is... It's not written by Chris It's Morgan. not written by... Yeah, so that that was... And also wasn't that last movie wasn't written by him too? No, it was. Okay. Chris Morgan has written every single movie since Tokyo Drift. Which was like... It was really exciting to have Justin Lin. Like, he has really great action scenes. Yeah. But I wish that he would... Chris Morgan. Was it Chris Morgan? Yeah, Chris Morgan. I and wish I, that he wrote it because... I don't... Poppier. I don't know if he's writing the next one. We'll see. All I right. hope he is, because I think that it was missing his... Like, you don't realize what it's missing until he's Yeah, it's not... a popular script, but... Sorry. Yeah. Go, please go into the numbers. It's fascinating. Okay. So, the numbers. It is grossed $412 million so far. Um, at the time we're recording this, it's been out under a week in America. So you're like, oh, that's really impressive. Not really, because it's been out for a month and a half in China. And that's where it makes a lot of money. So is it not performing really well in China? It is performing okay, but John Cena had some comments that the Chinese government took uh, offense to. God damn it, John Cena. So he had to make an apology video, and apparently it's underperforming there a little bit. It's tracking to make less than Hobbs and Shaw, which was a commercial 
disappointment. It wasn't a failure. Hobbs and Shaw grossed seven hundred and sixty million on a two hundred million dollar budget, so it still made a ton of money. Um, Just not as much as their other. Not movies. as much. It made seventy million dollars opening weekend in the U.S. Um, that's the largest opening weekend since the rise of Skywalker. So it's wow. About, well, COVID. Yeah, I mean, you're you have right. to think about. I forgot. Rise of Skywalker was right 2019 COVID? December. Oh. So holiday movie season, and then it moves into no big releases January, February. Movie theater shut okay. down March. Okay. So yeah, that's your context. Um, they think it's going to make, like I said, less than Hobbs and Shaw. So I mean, it's still going to be wildly successful. It's made double its budget already. Um, but probably this was a billion dollar movie <laughs> if COVID isn't a thing, and if John Cena doesn't piss off China. Do you really think that? I don't think that this movie was going to to make more than Furious 7. Not Furious 7, but Furious 8 made 1.2. So even if you figure it takes a step back from that... A million. A billion, yeah. Or, yeah. I think it would still make a billion dollars. A billion, dollars. that's what I meant. Um, now, currently it has a 60% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. It is teetering right on fresh and rotten. And it has an 83 audience score, which is a little lower than the last couple, but still in... They're all in about the same range since Fast Five, so I actually have some Rotten Tomatoes stuff pulled up here. Um, Furious 7 is the biggest critic, with an 82, and then Fast Five at 77. And in my opinion, I truly think if, like, I love Paul Walker and I really like the tribute, but I do think that if it wasn't for, like, the tribute to Paul Walker and all that, I think that Fast Five would have been the highest. Yeah. I, I think that Fast like, Five, and I'm going to just look for comparison at Fast Five's um, audience score, um, because critic critics don't love this franchise. Yeah, the fact that they got an 82% is, like, unreal to me. Yeah, so, like, Fast Five has an 83 audience score, and the current one has an 83 audience score. So, like, I don't think that they're the same amount of entertaining audience-wise, but, like, I think people were just really starved for Fast and Furious, but that's looking too far into it. But basically, this movie is teetering on the edge of Rotten, and it brings up an interesting trend with this franchise that this movie could break. Every single movie that The Rock is in is fresh. Every single movie The Rock isn't in is rotten, except for this one. So if this one dips below 60, that trend is going to hold true. It could mean nothing. It could mean something. I think um, the point you brought up I think that Chris Morgan not being on this script is very noticeable, though I think his script for Fate of the Furious was bad. Yeah, but at least there was more... There was better dialogue. There was better dialogue. I think that's the problem. What's missing is the dialogue. Um, what is Fast 8 rated? Uh, critic or audience? Critic. Um, and critic. audience. Uh, Fate is a 67 uh, critic and a 72 audience. Interesting. Which... I think, like, my thoughts, I think that Fast 9 is a lot better than Fate of the Furious. I agree. I it The story is a little bit, makes more sense. Fate there, of the Furious, Evil Dom is, it's not just, like, I don't like it, it's off-putting. And it well, almost makes me want to not watch it. But they don't it. even, like, do it that well. Like, and I get it, because he has to, like, save his son. But, like... Like, literally just, like, there's, like, just killing for no reason and, like, weird. Yeah. It's, just, it's weird. And it, it's, there's weird, like, dynamics with Charlize Theron and, like, I, I, yeah, I wasn't a fan of it too much. Like, I do think that this is better. Do I think that, I definitely don't think that Fate of the Furious deserved a 70, what, 72? 72. 72. Definitely not. Like, I think that one should have been rotten. Or, like, 
Of 50, like, yeah, what is rotten for them? Uh, 59 is rotten, 60 is fresh. Okay. I, like, to me, I would, like, they're really fun. Like, again, there's cars raining from the sky. The last- Cool shit. The last 30 minutes of Fate of the Furious are incredible. Incredible. Like, and and that's the thing, the action scenes, like, are great. The story, I don't love, and- I don't also like that they were trying to like replace Paul Walker with that one guy. Now he's gone, and I think because he didn't get, they didn't, people didn't like him. Yeah. They didn't like they were trying Scott Eastwood. too soon to put yeah. someone that kind of was like, like you know, little nobody that was like Paul Walker, or like that was like Brian O'Connor's character. That was too soon, and yeah, it was just stupid. So I really do think that that one should have probably been run. I agree with that, and I think that you know. Like we said earlier, this franchise, I think, is in a bit of a weird spot without the Brian character and why I think they're going to bring his brothers in for the next one is they just need, they need that. And you know what? It might work. It might work. And the way that this franchise is set up, it might be like nothing ever happened. I mean, here's the thing. They, all you can do is try. They have nothing to lose, honestly. Like They either, literally have nothing. It's their last movie. Also, they're still going to make well, money. too. It's yeah, part two. I, but it's it's a whole story, John. They're going to go... But, it's a story that's continuing, so it's not... Yeah. But the, the thing is, like, if you try, you really have nothing to lose, because it's going to make money regardless, because people are going to be like, I have to see this. I have to see if this is a train yeah. wreck, or if this is, you know, really good. And if it doesn't work, you don't miss out on anything, because people are going to still look back on this franchise fondly. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't think anyone is really... <laughs> in the 10th movie, is going to be like, that's it. That's my breaking point with Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think that's a realistic thing. I mean, like, here, for you, as someone who's loved this franchise for as long as it's been out, what could they do that would make you say, yeah, I hate this now? Like, I, anything? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if they, like, I also don't think that they would ever botch. If they, if they were considering bringing back Brian O'Connor, I really would think that they'd be careful enough and care enough to make sure that that makes sense and that it isn't just an afterthought of like, yeah, no, we just like got to bring it back. Like, I think it would, it, it would be, a, a, I would trust that they would like give that, give, give the memory of, yeah. of, um, Paul Walker, like re- the respect deserves. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't know if that means like he's not in the whole movie. It's just maybe a couple scenes. Like I, I see think- that being okay. Like, I, I don't know if I want, I don't know if I want Paul Walker an entire movie. I don't, so, I think if you bring him in for the end, or you bring, you bring him in for, like, a few scenes, like, I he think comes like a race save, scene. Yeah, a race scene, Something he saves the day, yeah. he saves the day, and there's a race, like, that would be really cool to me, and it'd be like, that's awesome, like, let's yeah. bring that in, but I don't, I really don't think that it makes sense to bring him in for an entire movie, so I, I think that would, that would rub me the wrong way. So, like, here, I'm gonna compare it to something, because this movie brings back a character that was dead. Now, granted, Han... Oh, Han. So, so we like... We love Han. A big, that was masterful. A big thing... Genius. A big thing about this this movie's marketing was Han's back. And Han, very famously, died. Like, big dead. I mean, there was no way he could have survived. Car flipped and he... Car flipped, dead, exploded. Yeah. Dead, dead, dead. Now, I like the way that they brought Han back for this, though, because he really wasn't in the movie. He didn't do that much. He was just kind of... He was in the last half. But, like, he didn't have that much dialogue. He was just kind of there. Like, he helped, and he he helped in his car, because he Khan was always a car character, not a fight character, really. But, like... The, I don't know what you're talking about. He's, like, a very integral part of the not, last half of the movie, John. He's not that big. 
compared to his pre-death, he is way smaller. Yeah, now. I know, but it's but I what I would like to say is that I think they did a masterful job of like make of bring him back, and I'm like, I believe it. Oh, that retcon, that retcon of coming back, I had no issue with it whatsoever. No, it was perfect. I was like, now if I, they try to bring Giselle back, although I would love that, I really don't know how they're gonna make that work. Giselle like I mean, flew into a plane. It, I, yeah, I don't know how you bring Giselle back, um, but they've done it. I mean, they brought two characters back from the dead. Because wasn't Letty, Letty was dead. Amnesia, yeah. But, like, she was, was it a car crash? Or? No, she blew up in a car, but what really happened was she, like, kind of, oh, like, yeah, no, no, out she, of the car. Yeah, she, like, felt, she rolled down the she hill. She rolled down the hill, and they found her in the hospital, and she didn't remember anything. But, like, the way that they brought Han back, I, I, I remember that I thought I was going to have a big issue with it, and then they showed it, I'm like, you know what, this is pretty creative, and also makes perfect sense, so... Justice for Han. Yes. I mean, here, the, you will ask why, why, what does the Justice for Han thing mean? To me, it's that they just killed him in a, I mean, the end of six, you- Oh, it's brutal. They just kill him off. And, and then Jason Satham just calls him, he's like, I, like, I'm coming, and I'm just- And you have to wait Whoa. two years, two years to figure out, like, what, and like, obviously we knew Han was gonna die, but like, just to kill him off, like that, nuts- yeah. Okay. Um, the, so I have two big things I want to talk about from nine. I don't know okay. if you did or not. Um, one, John Cena, good character, bad character. Did his inclusion add anything for you? You know, or is this just your typical? We have to have him as a villain in one movie just so we can bring him in for the next one. Because I feel like this should have been split across two movies. I think that Jacob being a villain should have been given. This movie where he's kind of a pawn of Cypher, and then the next movie where, like, Jacob's the villain. Where, like, he is the... I didn't believe... Here's the thing. And I'm not saying that John Cena... I mean, I've seen John Cena in other movies, and I'll believe anything. I mean, I didn't believe that Jacob, this character Jacob, was... Is smart enough, resourceful enough, whatever you want to say, that he was the agent. Like, when he's like, I was the rogue agent. And I'm like... Bitch. Where are like, you? and then he's like, this spy stuff, Dom, that's my territory. And I, I, I didn't, I could not believe, it, it just didn't get into my mind. Like, I can believe that Charlie Stanner is a fucking anarchist, cyber terrorist. I can believe that Mr., what, a, a person like Mr. Nobody exists. But my ass cannot believe that Jacob Toretto is a savvy, like, he just, like, it, it was like they were trying to make, like, a James Bond-esque, like, villain. And he was not enough of that. I didn't yeah. get it. I didn't get enough of it. And, like, I, I was excited because I thought John Cena was, like, a natural fit. I mean, I think it could be, like, once it, like, I like, I think the chemistry between the two of them was good. Were, was good. Like, Vin Diesel and John Cena, like, played off each other well. But I just wish, I don't love the fact that it's, like, he was a rogue agent. And he was so, a spy and, like, double-crossing. Like, it, I don't know. So, like, I didn't love everything with him. But I did get, like, that brotherly impression. Yeah, no. I was like, this they, guy is Dom's that's brother. What that's what I'm saying is, like, they the two of them worked well together, but it was, yes. like, story they set up for him. The other problem I had with this movie was that I could not keep track of where they were and when. Like, yes. They were one place, and they've done that in other movies, but it was like, this was on steroids. It's they whiplash. Were, you're, you're here, you're there, you're, you're like, I was like, are they oh in London God. still? Like, I don't even know. So... It's just like there were too many villains. Yeah, I I would love I would love like I like the estranged. Here, give me the estranged brother, but make it lower. Like again, 
lower stakes. If they would have brought in Dom, like, they would have brought in Dom's brother, like, a couple movies ago and made, like, a lower stake. Like, he's mess, he's fucking shit up. He's, like, messing it up for us and, like, coming getting his revenge. Like, all that stuff. I would be all about that. I don't love, like, this weird, like, spy nonsense. Yeah. It, it, it was, but it was fine. Like, I'm not, I'm mad about it. Like, but I'm not, like, love it. I, I think, I think he was, like, a net positive addition, but, like, barely. Yeah. Like. But again, I did like it better. I, yeah. It was well, enough to make me like it better than The Fate of the Furious. Now, the one, the two big changes I'd make to this movie are, one, make John Cena the main villain. He's not working for anybody. Um, but he wasn't working for Cypher, John. No, but he was working for that guy. But he, no, the guy was working for him, basically. He was using him for money. I mean, yes, but Jake, that other guy's dad was financing everything. No, so he was working yeah, but for him. He, no, he wasn't. He was tr- financing. He was finding things so that he could be in control and not have to worry about his dad anymore. Basically, he was like, I'm going to be richer and more powerful than my dad. It was all... That guy sucked. Yes. But, like, that's what I'm saying. is like, John Cena's character, like, Jacob was the main villain. He was the main villain until the end when Cypher got the upper hand. And that was a thing, again, it wasn't strong enough to make me love it. I mean, so my big thing that I would have changed is I would have had Jacob kill Cypher. I think Cypher's useless. And I know that there are people in the fan base who are like, oh, she's fantastic. Like, she's the real mastermind. I'm like, no, she's not. Yeah, like, even, I love how this can be, but they like her. Like, I, I, I didn't like her. What, I don't. What does she do that people see and they're like, this is it? Like, and the thing is, like, yeah, we've had, it's not even that she's, like, cruel. Like, Deckard Shaw is a fucking, like psychopath. Like, will kill anything this path. But, like, this, I can't. With I mean, her. she takes she takes the easy way out with everything. She hacks things remotely. She flies a drone remotely instead of yeah. like confronting them herself. She does all this stuff where it's like, you're not, I don't, and we're about to go into our third movie with her as the villain. Yeah. And like, I don't understand what she does where they're like, we need more cipher. It just isn't, I don't know. That's, that's my biggest complaint about this movie. Uh, to go along with the flashbacks are weird as hell. I don't know why they use different actors for the flashbacks, or why the flashbacks were needed at all. Just de-age them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, and if I'm, if we are going to stop, like, ranting about this movie and go to the positive, because I feel like we're just going to There were running. a lot of positives We're going to go movie. in circles. Like, I feel like we're just going to keep going in circles. I mean, but the main thing is Tyrese and, like, Tyrese and, and Tej, sorry, I'll use their I'll use their names. <laughs> Roman. Um, Roman and Tej, because I just call him Tyrese. So I'm talking I know. about him. Roman and Tej were phenomenal, like be, be, at their best, at their best I mean, in this movie. Roman's existential crisis about how he single handedly killed fourteen military operatives and didn't have a scratch on him. Incredible. Yeah. When he's and, just freaking out, he's like, like listing all the stuff that they've done, and he's like, "I have never had a bruise," and I'm just like. You know what? This is awesome yeah. to see this man realize that, like... Also, like, the magnet scenes were, oh, like, when unreal, they... very cool, like, definitely Justin Lin-esque, kind of, like, just major action sequences. Um, what, I didn't talk about this earlier with action things, but when Jacob drives his car off the cliff and gets picked up by that plane, that is so cool. Badass. I mean, so that's badass. the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, they... So, the, that's the thing I think that's redeemable about this movie is, like, the action scenes. And, like, and that was not... That was, again, I didn't have a problem with. 
the Fate of the Furies and their action scenes. I thought those were also really cool. But these ones also brought back a little more of like, it It was not like super techy. It was like, yeah, there were like tech things, but it was still like very like race, he- like very like just car yes. heavy, which was good. Um, so yeah, that's how I, I feel about Fast 9. Do you want to go into ratings? Uh, sure. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to think if I had anything else. Oh, one, one last thing that's ridiculous. Um, when Vin Diesel, or sorry, when Dom tries to fight like 50 guys at once and pulls a cement ceiling down onto himself and kind of has like that life flashing before his eyes sequence, uh, ridiculous, but awesome. Just want that out there. Just want that. I, I can't believe that they wasted that on this movie and not like the last movie. Where you could see literally just Vin see the entire franchise play out. <laughs> they love sizzle reels too. Oh my god, they love sizzle reels. They start like three movies with sizzle reels, <laughs> where it's like <laughs> you, you forget about us. Yeah, here's the entire worry. franchise in two in ten in two minutes. Yeah. Um. Here, before we do our ratings, just a simple question: Would you recommend seeing this in theaters? Yes, always. Okay. I would cool. recommend seeing any Fast Furious movie in theaters. I don't yeah. care how bad it is. You should see it in theaters. Yeah. I, I agree. For that. I, I think that this was very fun, and this was, like I said, the perfect... Yeah, if you're looking for a movie to go back to the movie theater, if you're looking for, you know, what should I go see in theaters, like, this is a good one. This is a great one to see, like, get, getting back to the movies. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, yeah, let's do let's do our ratings. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a 64. Oh, man. I just, compared to the others, it's... You know, I really don't think the, you know, eight and nine really just are been a letdown after like three amazing movies. Yeah. And it's just like the action scenes were great. Did I enjoy watching it? Yes. But the storyline and the characters they brought in don't redeem it enough to, for me to give it a higher score. Um. So when I first came out of the theater, I said a 73. Um. I thought about it and I'm bumping it up bumping it up um, so but i have a do i have a big caveat so it's an 80 jesus this is the first one i've seen in a theater besides hobbs and shaw so i think that played a lot into it yeah um i think it was the experience um the experience. i'm looking forward to re-watching this to see if it's like you know worse it's definitely gonna come down but like i said i I know what these movies are. Well, yeah. And it and gave I'm, me exactly what I but wanted. Again, but again, I am not saying this. Like, on, this is based on the entire franchise, in my opinion. Yes. And I still think 65. If I'm looking at this, I'm in the world of Fast and Furious. It's still 65. Because, okay. like, what am I I'm going to give, like, Fast 5, what, like a 90, some, like a yeah. 90, at least a 90. And, like, if I'm comparing this, that 90 to this, yeah. it's like, no. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of which, not that I'm going to, we're going to rate every single one of our, we're not going to give a score to every single one of the Fast movies, but we are going to rate them. (laughs) Okay, I'm doing mine on the fly because I forgot to write it down earlier, but I have them in my head. Okay, well, I'm having an issue with my number five. I think the first four were quite easy. Um, I'm going to say my number five is Too Fast, Too Furious. I think... It introduces two of my favorite characters. It's different. Obviously, there's no Dom, but I still always have fun watching it. The one I was going, I was interchanging with was number four because, like, it started up the franchise again. It is. It's good. Giselle's in it. My number five is also Too Fast, Too Furious. 
I think that it's very underrated. It has awful ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, people hate that movie. <laughs> it is so fun. But also, as we've explained, we both love Taj and Roman, and yeah. that's their, I mean, that's their movie. Yeah. Um, We're hungry. <laughs> I hate when he says that. Um, okay, my number four is Fast Six. Tank. That's, that's also my number four. I feel like we're gonna have the same exact no, we're not. fucking ratings. We won't, have okay. the, we won't have the same. Don't look at my ratings. No. Um, uh, yeah, number f- is Fast Six. Uh, the Tank is fucking bomb as shit. I mean, amazing. And it just continues to build on the greatness they built in yeah. the first five. Number five. Yeah, I would say um, Fast Six, just adding my own thoughts. Um, when Vin Diesel jumps from one side of a highway off oh a moving my car God. into another moving car to catch Letty and lands dead on his back and doesn't break his spine, doesn't have a bruise. That is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's it's so cool. It is. It's, so cool. it's incredible. And, like, they would, like, catch each... Also, like, in Fast... Okay. This is in Fast Five, but when, like, Dom's on the car and then... And then Brian has to jump, and then Dom, like, catches him with his hand. Yeah, which is crazy, because later in the franchise, they just switch to, I'm going to catch you with my hood. Yeah. And you're fine. With the hood. The, do you Ugh. know how many times they catch each other with their hoods? Like, I, okay. I want to see a compilation. Seven, seven, eight, nine turns into any single time someone jumps with anything, we're catching you with the hood of our car. It's a little obscene, um, not picking holes in this logic, yeah. but it's a bit much, but... Yeah, when when Dom jumps from one side of the highway to another in that tank scene, I mean, I stood up off the couch. I was like, this is incredible. Okay, my number three is the original itself, The Fast and The Furious. Not on my list. I love that movie. I It's the beginning of two amazing characters, and I cherish it so close to my heart. That's just off my list. Um... I have one I know that's not on your list. Uh, my next one is Hobbs and Shaw. It's not mainline, yeah, but... Yeah, you love Hobbs and Shaw. It's a good time. It's a really good time. John loves The Rock. Okay. My number two is Furious 7. Not my number two. Okay. Number two is Furious 7. It is amazing to me how good this movie is when it wasn't the original product and that they had to change everything about it. Um, and the end, and when I first saw this movie, I cried a lot. The ending is an emotional, amazing tribute to Paul Walker and to the character that he built and the franchise he built. So I really do love that movie. Yeah. And again, if I'm just going to talk about like, not just that, it's like when they were, when they're driving on top of the freaking buildings, I mean. Oh, it's so cool. Unreal. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, my number two is Fast Five. Um, I know that it's going to be on Anna's list. So it's I'm my number gonna, one. It's her number one. So let's I've already, talk about it I've already said this, though. It, I, I, there's I mean, nothing more that I can say about Fast Five that, like, the setting, the story, the the ridiculousness, like, I think, it broke everything. It I think Fast it. Five, I think Fast Five made the two, open. I think it made the two best choices of the entire franchise. Three. One, revamp the formula. Two, bring in the rock. Three, go to Brazil. Real, Brazil, it is so cool, it's so beautiful and amazing. Oh my god! And it's just, it's an area that most people aren't familiar with, and it's such a big city that you can do so many different varied things, and it allows for things like when the SWAT team is trying to close in on them and they're fighting on top of the roofs, like they're doing all of these cool things that you just can't do other places. Yeah, like I, it's just so cool. 
I, I think Fast Five is... So, here, my number one is um, Furious 7. Okay. So, we got him switched. So, I think that without Paul Walker's death and the emotion that's attached to it and just how knowing how they reworked that movie, I think Fast Five is the better movie. I, I will not... I will not sit here and lie and be like, Furious 7 is a better movie. I just think it's more impressive what they did. Um, Fast Five completely changing a franchise is like objectively, you know, a once in a lifetime thing. And they did it again with Furious 7, you know, missing your arguably most important or second most important character. Yeah. Like, I just think that. It's just such a good movie, and like you said, it is a beautiful tribute to Paul Walker, who is really the whole reason this franchise exists. Blood. So, I think that, for me, like I said, if Paul Walker didn't die, there's no way Furious 7 is better on my list than Fast Five. Like, I just know that for a fact. But, we don't live in that world, so uh, Fast 7 is my number one. So, yeah. Those are Those are our Fast and Furious rankings. I don't realistically know if Fast 10 will change any of, like, my thoughts. I mean, maybe Fast 10, maybe those movies turn out to be, like, you know, the perfect way to wrap up the franchise. And maybe they're just really good. And, I mean, I did read someone say this, and this is my last thought for the entire episode, that, like, there have been whispers that they want to do a formula shakeup again for the last one. And I don't know what that would be into. And what? Yeah. What? But that it might not be a he- it might not be a heist movie. It might be something else. I mean, it hasn't really been has it really been heists the past even couple ones like no <sighs> it's like barely it, yeah loosely loosely um but yeah there's been so anyway there's been there's been rumblings that that might happen and if that happens and if they switch up the formula and it's something that like you know is just as shocking as, like, Fast Five was, maybe they end on a really strong note, or maybe they find the perfect way to end it on this current formula. Who knows? But, <laughs> um, I'm excited for the next two. I think one is supposed to come out next year, but it might be pushed back a year. Who knows? So, I'm looking forward to more Fast and Furious. Yes. That's the last thing I have to say. We love Fast. We give us, give us it all. Give us the Fast and the Furious. I'm so glad I've changed down into a lover of this franchise. Yes. I'm very happy. I am eagerly awaiting the day when they are all on one streaming service instead of split up amongst, like, six different places to watch them. But um, thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you enjoyed our ramblings about (laughs) Hollywood's best family franchise. Um, The family. And uh, if you watched Fast 9, let us know what you thought about it, because I don't really know that many people that have seen it. So I'm interested to see what people think. Um, But that being said, thank you everyone for listening. We will talk to you guys in two weeks about Black Widow. And uh, we hope you have a good 4th of July. Yep. All right. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Dad, what's going on? Daddy's got to go to work. All right, baby girl, Elena's gonna be here in a little bit. You know our drill. Give me three for the road. <laughs>